Hello there, and welcome to another edition of Electrifying RKO with starring Kid Champagne and Prime Time. I'm your host, Kid Champagne, Matthew Haber, along with my guest host, Prime Time. We're back here, and what? And since we've been back, what a crazy world of in the sports world has it been, my friend, Prime Time. Oh, thank you for having me, Kid Champagne, once again. It's glad to be back. I'm glad you guys are back here with us. And it has been a very, very turbulent time around around these times with everything going on in every sport, whether it be MLS, soccer, just the World Cup, uh, MLB, uh, NFL, and including the wrestling world as well. There have been big shakeups everywhere. And we will be looking to go over mostly everything. But this is going to be more of a recap episode, I feel like, in regards to going over things that have happened that's taken place over the holidays um, that we were away. Yes, and it was a great, uh, a great holiday. Uh, I enjoyed the holiday season as much. I'm sure you have prime time in the back, you know. But I, I will say this, like, for what I wanted in Christmas during free agency, I know I got it. <laughs> oh, I trust you did. So let's get into that. Let's get into that. So let's talk about the big thing, the big money that we predicted would go down. The judge, Aaron Judge, back in pinstripes. That that is just, I was just so, it was just so hard pounding when it happened. Mm Mm-hmm. He got his, but he got his money. Top contract signed in, in the major leagues. $360 million million dollars and a captaincy on top of that throwing a little cherry on top i see that the team did for good old aaron judge and it's it is well deserved i mean he had the best season of his life in 2022 and aaron judge betted on himself and he took that big risk when he turned down the yankees contract during spring training in 2022 and he just he went on the ride he went on the roller coaster ride and what a ride it was I, and he got i mean it was at first it was very scary when he was going in free agency i thought he was i thought he was going to walk i thought he was going to go it was it came down to it with the San Francisco Giants and the Yankees i know he met there's so much that he is. He's from California. His hometown team was the San Francisco Giants. He grew up as a fan of Barry Bonds, and it's most of it. I thought he. I thought he was going to take the route, but <coughs> man, was I uh, was I relieved when he signed with the Yankees. I mean, yes, I could imagine. So you can only imagine how much. How hard it would have been for the Yankees to replace that firepower that Aaron Judge um, provided. But it seems that's not the only 
giant that was, or potential giant that was taken away and is now in Gotham City. It seems that a big starting pitcher just uh, signed on the dotted line with the Yankees, Mr. Carlos Rondon. Yes. That was another one. Is like everything that the Giants had, New York is where they're going. And it, it now. And, I, and the starting rotation is stacked. But I hope, yes. and they have to get the bullpen stacked with it. Because this yeah. is it. I've, we've got to go with it for the, for the World Series. It has to be. I said this like if they're going to bring back Aaron Judge, they're going to make him captain, which they did make him captain. Yes, they did. And in that press conference was like so good. It like, was like a pass of the torch from Derek Jeter, who was my favorite player of all time being there, and to Judge, my favorite player now. I mean, yeah, a lot of Yankees fans, they have their favorite player of all time. And mine will always be Derek Jeter. I have a favorite Yankee legend who is Joe DiMaggio. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Judge is my favorite current player now. We all have our moments for these great for these great memories. And the Yankees keep pushing those great memories. But it's still like that memories I still haven't witnessed. Because last season, I didn't get to witness an Aaron Judge home run. We didn't get to witness an Aaron no, Judge. we didn't. But he's here for nine more years. So hopefully we'll be actually able to see one. Hopefully yeah. this season, Hopefully this next coming season. We, we see a bunch. We have, we have ten games that we're going to, so we have, we will be watching this. Now, I gotta ask. Now, this is a little, this is a little inside thing. Um, now, I know that Miss Champagne is a Giants fan, so I gotta ask, how how is it? How is it going? Is it going okay? Is she is she is she not throwing things at you? No. No, <laughs> no she's not. I mean as far I mean, there's some things that the Giants did. There were some deals that have been and I'm gonna talk about one deal that has actually been a good thing that that has been walked away from. And that's the uh, Carlos Correa deal. Carlos Correa deal. You're right, because he wound up signing with the other team. Not necessarily yet. He hasn't oh, yeah, signed that's true. yet. They have the uh the physical because that was the problem. That was the, the same problem with the Giants, the same problem with the Mets. And it's not now they're in like kind of intense negotiations and the negotiations are not going the way they want it to go. Uh-oh. So, Carlos Correa could not be with another team. That would be crazy if that were to happen. Because Carlos Correa is coming off a really, really good season. But it's not that the Mets are lacking in regards to talent. Sure, they did lose the Grom to the Rangers, and they lost Bassett. 
on the Lost Walker, but they picked up some they picked up some pretty hefty things here. They got Omar Naraves, they got Jose Quintana, and the big one, they picked up Astros starting pitcher, Justin Verlander. At a salary now listen to this. This guy you know you know that Aaron Judge is making forty million dollars a year. Did you know that's only the second most the second highest average salary that was signed in this offseason? Turns out Verlander is making forty three million dollars for the two years he signed in New York. What do you think about that? I think it's just crazy. I mean, Verlander is up there in age. But one thing is you got to... The owner of the Mets is like going after all these... They're trying to stack a team um, to go to the championship too. But Justin Verlander, he said that he doesn't want to have that pressure on being on a on a playoff caliber team. But he's on but it seems like for what they have, is that to be a playoff caliber team? That's very true. But forty million forty three million dollars a year, you know, a lot of people will take all the pressure in the world for I think this is gonna be Justin Verlander's last stint. Oh, I would guess so. If he I would feel like this is around the time because, of course, he went to the Mets, and sometimes the Mets is the Mets are where big time free agents go to retire. Basically, retire. Like, just look at um, Roberto Alomar, Mo Vaughn, just to name a couple names. You know, so they've had a history of signing these big free agents and not having them live up to the standard that they expect. So I wouldn't be surprised if this happens to the Mets as well uh, this coming season. But um, going back to Mr. Verlander, he leads the Astros, you know, our reigning defending World Series champions who bumped out the uh, Yankees in the ALCS. And it is a big blow for them because he was part of that that stellar starting rotation. But the Astros did pick up a big bat. They picked up Mr. Jose Abreu. They, that they did. So it looks like they're trying to restock in regards to another World Series push. Which I'm hoping that this time with the Yankees come around. It's just the Yankees need to get over that hurdle. And the hurdle is the Astros. Only time will tell in the 2023 season. Mm-hmm. And then going back to like teams that have made the playoffs, and you know what type of you know changes they made. You had Trey Turner who went to the Phillies. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. What did he sign for again, Trey Turner? He signed for 11 years. $300 million. That's, you know, that's judge territory. Only $60 million less. 
And then um, you had also, and one thing I didn't notice, the Trey Turner went to the Phillies, leaving the Dodgers. The Dodgers had a good amount of people leave their team and didn't really do much in regards to getting them back. Do you think that this is like the end of the Dodgers dynasty in the NL? I don't think it's the end of the Dodgers dynasty in the NL because the way I see it, the Dodgers, there's there are a few face franchises in MLB, and I'm going to tell you what are the face franchises in the MLB. The New York Yankees, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the San Francisco Giants. Unfortunately, I have to admit it, but yes, it is a face of the franchise face of MLB right too but they haven't it's the Boston Red Sox yeah and right now it's the Houston Astros which is a toss is one Houston Astros right now is a is a change but that's a toss up right i would say they're like the modern day like the modern day face of MLB like you can't you can't have a playoff without having without mentioning or having the uh, the uh, the Astros included in that conversation. If but if you do, if you ask me for what it is, the Dodgers are going to be in the mix and probably are going to be the division leader in the NL West, and on top will definitely also have the San Francisco Giants. Because, you know, there's nothing but a big rivalry that I think there's two great biggest rivalries in MLB. Dodgers versus Giants and Yankees versus Red Sox. This is very true. So, do you think that the, I mean, we speak about the NL and, you know, the dynasty there. And maybe there's potential, like, you have the Mets out there that are just spending every single cent they possibly have and the ones they don't in order to build a super team. But another team that's kind of trying to do that, they're kind of under the bubble, but they're not, is those San Diego, the San Diego Padres also in the West. They picked up Xander Bogarts in the offseason. They did. So now they, they, have, they have Xander. They have Manny Machado. They have Juan Soto. Those some big. Those some pretty big names they have out there in San Diego. Um, I'm not sure about the pitching, but with the bats, maybe they can try to almost almost do what the Yankees do: just mash you to death. I I would think so. The Padres are in it, but here, there's one thing. This is we all seen the plan for for Manny Machado is planning to opt out of his contract after the 2023 season. He probably is gonna his opt out option and go back to free agency. Mm. So I don't blame him. They but I, the Padres are in a mix for it. <laughs> the Yankees. Even the Astros, but you want to you want to talk. Um, you want to go back to dynasties. Honestly, there hasn't really been a true dynasty in the years. So that's the last of the true dynasties. I guess if you want a mix of a of a the last of the true dy- recent dynasties, 
The San Francisco Giants, they won three from 2012, 2014, 2016. And I call anything with three championships or more a dynasty. Right. You want to talk about another dynasty? I mean, my, as a Yankees fan, my favorite of a dynasty is always when the 1996, 1998, 1999, 2000 uh, New York Yankees. <laughs> this is it. This is true. But the, the so if we wanted you want to talk about if the Dodgers are really a dynasty, they just won one world championship in two thousand twenty. Was it two thousand twenty? I believe it was. That was the <coughs> yeah. That was the COVID season. So that that so, was yeah. the COVID season. Asterisk because they haven't really played a true full season of baseball. We're only talking about twenty games. So that world championship, I. I it's kind of in the mist. If you want, want want to talk about asterisk on how it was back in with the the home run record with the steroids and how Aaron Judge did it with pure talent, no drugs at all, he did it clean. Right. That's why I was worried. I was like, oh, a big fan of uh, Barry Bonds. I was like, I hope he's not using the Barry Bonds, you know, supplement line in order to get these home runs. Because that would be scary. Especially if he got caught with them. Mm-mm. No, but I'm glad it was fun to witness. And who knows? And 2023 is going to be a season to remember. But here's some... I want to talk about the ones now that didn't really make some great moves. I mean, the ones that I knew were kind of predictable that weren't going to make some of the... The biggest moves, Tampa Bay Rays, Oakland Athletics, um, Toronto Blue Jays. Well, no, the Blue Jays made some hefty moves. Yeah, they picked up uh, Kier (laughs) Meyer. They lost Stripling, though. So it's kind of like even Steve. No, they picked up Bassett, too. So they actually came out pretty good. They lost Stripling, but they got Bassett, and they picked up a good bat Kiermaier. But here's another one that didn't that also didn't make surprising any moves. And this one surprised me. And it's the Boston Red Sox. Oh yeah. The they only lost. the only thing that they did that just came out recently is the extension with Devers. Yeah. I mean, they did pick up some names. I mean, sure they lost they lost Bogarts, but they picked up Justin Turner, you know, good bat. They picked up Corey Kluber. Remember, we saw him when he was pitching for the Rays, but he looked like he did not look like Cy Young at material anymore. <laughs> they picked up that left fielder from Japan. That is um, true. So you know, that's 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 you know, fifty fifty. Could be Ichiro or could be. Um, Hideki Arabu going back to the, <laughs> the Yankees. Um, it could be either or. Um, just one last thing about the uh, dynasty talk. So, you mentioned like three World Series. So, let's go one, two, three, four, the last six years. When the Astros won it in 2017. Yes, yes, there is an asterisk around that. 
but they want it. Nobody can take it. They want it. So you have the win in 2017. They went in 2019, lost. They went in 2021, <laughs> lost. And then they won in 2022. So in your mind, does the loss, does the fact that they have been basically the top team in the AL out of the last six years, one, two, three, four times in six years, they are the AL representative. Would that constitute a dynasty or has it got to be the chip? It's got to be, or has it got to be the chip? It's got to be the chip. It's got to be the championship in order for, for me, my standards, got to win the championship in order to be a dynasty. <coughs> that's, and that's my opinion. Well, I hear you on that. For me, I do agree. Like, to be a major league dynasty, you have to win the championship. But like you said, Yankees, they got to go through them. Because they are not going anywhere. They are going nowhere. They're not going anywhere. I feel like the life and how they have their team stacked for the Astros... I give it maybe two, three years max. If they want to rebuild, if before a uh, before a small rebuild, mm. I, give up that stranglehold on the AL because they do have it in a stranglehold right now. But I, I would love to see them make a run for it in the ALS. I would love to see some competition, <coughs> but honestly. There is no big competition in the American League West except the Astros. Because let's face it, the Oakland A's aren't doing anything. The Anaheim Angels have some potential, but it's never, but it's always gets mismanaged. And let's talk, I have like the Anaheim Angels, the, the Los Angeles Angels. Uh huh. <coughs> These guys with this talent. And they picked up, they picked up a third baseman. And Tyler Anderson this year. Not really big splashes or anything. But, you know, they picked them up. They're there. Hopefully they can actually, like, push the Astros into something. But I don't see that happening. If show, But you know what? You got, I, I would say, if the, for, the, for the Los Angeles Angels, Mike Trout, you have had, I, I forget, how long is, what's Mike Trout's? What's Mike Trout's contract up? Let's find this out. When does he get out of L.A. purgatory? <laughs> but even though this is, is 12, he has 12 year worth, um, so. He'll have a. He is going to be paid. He was paid forty nine point five million in two thousand. Huh? You said forty. I said forty. That's what it's shown in Forbes. Oh, he is the highest paid af- athlete. He signed when he signed a twelve year contract with the Los Angeles Angels worth four twenty thought in two thousand nineteen. So he's with them. 
So he signed a 12-year extension in 2019. So he's with them until 2030. Man, he better hope they buy him out. Because <laughs> it does not sound like they're getting anything. It does not sound like he's coming out of purgatory anytime soon. It sounds like he will spend his entire career as a Los Angeles angel and have no playoff wins to put in his cap. He'll be very rich. My honest opinion for the Angels is to trade him. You want to come to the Yankees? Okay. Angels got to eat some of that contract. (laughs) You be careful now. You know, the Yankees, I mean, they got Rendon. But don't think they're out there spending willy-nilly. The Mets, though. The Mets will pay that contract. The Mets will do it. The Mets will take on the entire contract and not blink twice. The way they're spending money. Now, to know this prime time, we have the game. Yankees versus Angels. We do have a game set to go to them. And it could be, uh, this could be a great matchup. I would love to see this with Aaron Judge going head-to-head with Mike Trout. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be great to see. Just um, just going, knocking the ball, hitting the ball back and forth. One of them comes up, hits a dinger. Another one comes up, hits a double. Another one comes up, just going back and forth. It would be a great matchup to see. Oh, and a great pitching matchup that I think would be great. I, I can even think of this now. Garrett Cole versus Shao Otani. Or mm-hmm. Nestor Cortez versus Otani. Otani. Or, or now Radon versus Otani. Or, Take your pick. I, I, I don't know. Like the, 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 end, the end is... is the options are are um, unlimited. Yeah. It seems like that. Well, we will see. It, I mean, who knows if we'll have that matchup? I would like that. It's only part of our plan. We will see what happens. But we will be set to go to Yankees versus Angels this year. Yeah. I mean, the Rangers are trying to make some noise, too, in the AL West. They picked up the Grom. They picked up Nathan. And they picked up another pitcher, but once again, I don't think that's going to be enough to go to um, go after and to catch up with the kings of the AL, those Houston Astros. Well, there's one thing I know is Aaron Judge, he's going to make it entertaining for us this year. Like, he always wants to do better himself. That's Aaron Judge. So if he wants... He's going to try to break his own home run record this year. He's always going to try that. I mean, we will see. And let's hope we get some Aaron Judge home runs. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Definitely, indeed. I mean, here's also one. I mean, it would be a nice surprise, It, but we also have another kind of game that I'm looking forward to going to, too. And that's Yankees versus A's. I don't know. I love the coast-to-coast matchups, primetime. Even though it is Oakland, I know there's probably Oakland's going to suck. But you know what? There's the, you know Oakland can always have those surprises. They have had those surprise seasons before. 
It's dating back to the Moneyball days back in 2000. I think it was 2002 where they had that 20-game win streak. I mean, uh, these things can happen. Very true. But, you know, coming from the west all the way out east, that's a tough trip. Well, of course, the the A's, they need to do something. First off is find out where they're going to go because... Oakland, they I don't feel like their their future in Oakland is running thin. It's running thin. And prime time, where do you think the A's are going to end up when they move? Because it isn't going to be Oakland. Let's see. They could be in the, They could go to Vegas. Well, almost if you go to Vegas, you got to change your name. No Vegas A's. It sounds weird. Well, that 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 here's the thing. They'll always be the athletics, and I'll and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because the, the every time that team they they started out as the Philadelphia Athletics, they're actually the Athletics was actually a one of the charter charter clubs of the American League. The charter clubs of the American League include the Boston Red Sox, the Detroit Tigers, the Oak Athletics. At the time, they were the Philadelphia Athletics. Then moved to Kansas City, then Oakland. The Chicago White Sox, the New York Highlanders, which became the Yankees, and the Baltimore Orioles, and the Cleveland Indians. So they're they're an original. You know where they could go, where their color scheme will match the football team. They can go to Wisconsin. Go hang out with the Packers. Since they have that yellow and green going on, they can go to Green Bay and freeze. <laughs> Milwaukee already has a franchise. I mean, oh, yes, they do have the Brewers over there, but they could have another one. If, it, if it's big enough for, for what it is, I think, though, that the Athletics are going to go to Vegas. I think they're either going to go to Vegas or I think could be handled up. They could possibly go to Austin or Nashville. Nashville, I would like to see because I don't think there's enough teams in Tennessee who has a really good, a really good like sports, like like a sports crowd over there that's like hungry for like an actual major league team. I mean, you have the Nashville Predators, but that's just one team in Tennessee. Where you have the Tennessee Volunteers, you do have the Tennessee Titans, which is also in Nashville. See, that's the problem, see? See how I didn't think of the Tennessee Titans? means they aren't important enough. (laughs) That is is definitely true. I mean, we can definitely go into more. And now, since we are talking about football, what a season uh, the NFL has become. We're seeing to light for the outcome. The road to the Super Bowl is almost here, into the playoffs. Yes, it has been a crazy road 
Oh my goodness. It has been twists and turns back and forth. Um, I mean, we can start off with obviously the, the biggest story in regards to Damar Hamlin and what happened on that fateful night in regards to him collapsing on the field and having to be resuscitated right there on the field in front of his te- in front of the football players not only his teammates but also the opposing team and you know we we're here to say that you know there's been news that um he was he was incubated um just to make sure that his heart was doing okay they have removed the breathing tube he's able to talk everything you know, it looks like he is progressing and getting better day by day. So it looks like he will um, come out of this, um, you know, still with us. And um, but just a scary, scary moment when that happened. Oh yeah. Uh, like I, um, like I watched the video myself, and you can just tell as soon as he dropped that this was this that was scary. Even the opposing player on the team ran over and was like, get some help now immediately because this, this man is critically injured. Um, what, do you, what do you have to say? It, when I saw that, what was happening on the field, it was, I was really, really like, oh my God, this is, I, I can't believe it. Like, I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. I'm glad he's doing okay. But I also want to say this for what a class act for the Cincinnati Bengals fans of how they dealt with it the entire time. They had full utmost respect for the Buffalo Bills and the opposing team. I even see some, saw some signs get well, DeMar Hamlin, and I was like, this I, I, I can't I can't say words having enough for me. Like for the Cincinnati Bengals fans, they have my utmost respect right now. They, they do. Um and uh, yeah, I know they, they lost out of of a game, uh, but th- there was some respect. There's like, you know, how can you be mad at this like someone just almost lost their life? For how they felt like giving their um, respect to to the Buffalo Bills and to their and to Mar Hamlin, there's nothing like my respect to the Cincinnati Bengals fans. Um, you have my respect as a Giants fan. You have my respect. Absolutely, nothing but class acts out there in Cincinnati, Ohio, and you know it was just one of those times where it went. It, it was actually bigger than the sport you know any one person's life is bigger than the sport and it was nice to see the fans recognize that and kind of just put the game aside nfl to put the game aside the players to put the game aside everybody put the game aside okay let's let's forget about this for now let's worry about let's worry about this man and whether he's going to still be around you know, to, to 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 not not just play football, but just you know, just to be on this mortal earth stuff. One thing for sure, it's definitely for him. It's a season injury. I mean, he's done for the at least for the season. Oh, very true, very true. Um, 
to kind of segue in regards to season potential season ending injuries. Um, Tua, I'm not going to try to say his last name. I believe he is in his third concussion this year. He was doing great. They had him talking. They had him in MVP conversations. But since he has continuously gotten his head hit, um, it's very. I'm, I'm very worried about the fact if Tua will be able to actually even carry on an NFL career. Because every time you have a concussion, it just gets easier for you to have another one. No, and just to know, like those concussions are a traumatic brain injury, and concussions are really, really serious. I know, like all sports leagues are taking concussion protocol to the highest level possible. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and. You know, this, of course, will have a tremendous effect on the Dolphins' chances of going to the playoffs. You know, since this has happened, they've been on a five-game losing streak, and now they're sitting looking up into the playoff picture rather than being in the playoff picture. Well, the one good thing that they have going for, and I'm sorry to say this, is that they are facing the New York Jets. But, I don't know, things... I, you know, the, the it could go, they're still like two on the, they're right now the Miami Dolphins are on the bubble. Right. And right now that are still in the hunt. So the Miami Dolphins are not eliminated yet, but no. seemingly likely that and the Steelers and the Def, the Titans. <laughs> they're still around those Titans. But you also but, have right now the Jaguars still in the hunt and the Patriots still in the hunt. Yeah. But so that's the AFC. And we can talk a little bit more about the AFC. But Kid Champagne, let's talk about the NFC. Yes. Because both of our teams are in it. We're in the dance. We got into the dance. Your New York Titans are, I mean, New York Giants are back. They are back oh. in the playoff picture. It, it must be so nice to see that after such a time with the coaching that you've had and the quarterback play, how does it feel to be back in the dance? I was really nervous in this season of how it was going. Like, no one thought the Giants would be in it this season. They thought it would just be a rebuild and maybe next year. It's so nice to be in the playoffs. And let me just say, what a game they needed to play was last weekend. And it was the perfect opponent to clinch it. The perfect opponent to clinch is like, this is the Colts. They're not that good. You gotta yes. crush them. You gotta win this. We win this, we're in it. We had all the stacks to control our own destiny. And dang, they controlled their destiny. And, yeah, it, it was crazy. I mean, at first, it was also going to be exciting. I mean, unfortunately, the Washington Commanders... No, what, fortunately, the Washington Commanders did not get in it. 
or can I say? I don't care. But I mean, uh, I was just, I had that in my mind that it would be cool if every single every single team in the NFC East got a playoff spot. It was it could have happened. It could have. But it right. didn't. I oh mean, wow. I mean, yeah, you got the Cowboys and you know, potentially yeah, right now standing on the one seat is those darn Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Yes, you do have some you do have some top teams above you in regards to that. But, but how about go, the Buccaneers? Yes. Let's go from the best division in football to the absolute worst. Yes, those Buccaneers. Oh man. Buccaneers are my team and let me tell you something. I was very worried going into this game against Carolina. When we were down fourteen and nothing, I was like, we might be toast. This this might be it. We might have to do some crazy stuff next week against Atlanta in order to get this division. But it's like it's like Tom Brady and Mike Evans finally woke up and realized this is N- this is the NFL, and you're two of the greatest to ever play it at your respective positions. And just bomb after bomb after bomb. And then I was like, it's over. We get in this division. This division, that was ours from the beginning. Like, we had opposite expectations. See, you came into your season like, oh, we're kind of rebuilding. You know, we're just... We'll just be happy to, you know, kind of like be 500. We came into this thinking, oh, we got Carolina, who who doesn't have a quarterback. We got Atlanta, who doesn't have a quarterback. And we got New Orleans, who still hasn't found a quarterback. And we have the greatest quarterback of all time? This division is easy. It's easy. We just going to wrap this up. We'll probably not be playing our starters like for three weeks or something like that. But no, it's not been like that. It has been a struggle. It is definitely like our records, our records, like basically what you expected your record to be is what I, what your record is, is what I expected my record to be. And what my record is, is what you expected your record to be because we're at 500. And you guys are nine and six and one. It's it, it's really crazy. It just shows what football is, and this is how it is. You can have the worst season and still make it into the playoffs. Right. And not only to mention that you are the that the Buccaneers are a division leader. They won their division. So not only that, they have one of the worst records, and you get a whole. You get to host. A home game in the playoffs. Somebody's got to come to Tampa. <laughs> Somebody's coming to Tampa. Oh, it's crazy. And that's that. That's how it is. Somebody's going to be coming to Tampa, which is crazy. I think this might be your only home game. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Unless but, things go south. But I'll tell you this. You know, I only, you know how the Eagles were doing. I thought they were going to lock up. They... I thought that they were going to have this locked up, have home field advantage. It's, it's no, no, no. They, they, it's still it's not over yet. It's not over yet. 
because it's not over yet. Because it could be the 49ers. Now, I don't know what the Giants, they may rest some of their players. So if the Eagles win, I mean, I guess I'm going to say okay. But what if they don't? And they, they, it could be the 49ers that go in and they get the number two seed. The 49ers with their backup to the backup quarterback right in as the number one seed. Only in the NFL will something crazy like that happen. And the Philadelphia Eagles, who were undefeated, the last undefeated team, I forgot. Were they? I think they were, were they, eleven were they, and 11 zero. They were eleven and zero. Does not wind up being the first, the number one seed in the NFC. It's crazy. It's crazy how the NFL works. And then you have the Vikings, who are they are they are the worst twelve and fourteen you will ever see. Because they have some great games, and then they have some stinkers. Oh, you want to talk about one great game? Let's talk about how the Vikings faced the Colts. And the Colts had the lead for at least over 30 to nothing from the first half of the game they played. And then they just came back and they beat the Colts. They beat the Colts. Oh, man. And that quarterback that was on the Colts was the same quarterback from the... When they played the Super Bowl, Tom Brady, where they had the lead and then they lost the lead again. So not yeah, only Matt, Matt Ryan does not like twenty-five point leads. <laughs> <laughs> so he just, does not. I mean, but for the way I see this, I I mean, if the if the if the seating stand the way it is. The Giants are going to face the 49ers. Oh, jeez. Then the Cowboys... Will face my Bucks. Will face the Buccaneers. And it will either come down to either the Seahawks, the Lions, or the Packers to face the Vikings. Or is it no? No, wait, no. It would be one of the last seeds we'll face in number two. So the Giants would face the Vikings. Oh, okay. I mean, y'all, you guys would have a shot because you don't know which Vikings you're going to get. Are you going to get the Vikings that were down 30 points to the Colts or the Vikings that put up 33 points against the Colts in half? You could get either one. (laughs) So... So in the NFC, you know, there's still one, like, kind of in the hunt. We have the Seahawks, and the Lions are still on the bubble, and the Packers are still on the bubble. Who would you like to get that that last seed, the seventh seed? I mean, first of all, let me tell you who I don't want to get. It's those Packers, okay? I have a friend. He's a very good Packers fan. I hope he doesn't hear this, but I'm sorry. I'm tired of Aaron Rodgers. So am I. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been good this season. No, no, no. You can you can stay home. Stay home. So then now you go to 
one of two teams. You could either have the Seahawks with Geno Smith, a pro bowler, a pro bowler. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's true. So the Seahawks with pro bowl Geno, Geno Smith after they lost Russell Wilson. Or you have the Detroit Lions, the scrappy team from the NFC North with Dan Campbell, their coach. And all of a sudden, the, one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL. For me, I'm going to go with the Lions. Mm-hmm. I want them to get a little taste. I want them to get a little taste. I want them to keep building to hopefully one day be able to like truly secure a wild card spot and continue on their success I mean, for goodness sakes, how, how many years has it been since the Lions were relevant? You, They had Barry Sanders. They had Calvin Johnson. They had Matthew Stafford. And this team still can barely get in the playoffs. I want it for the Lions fans. The Seahawks, like, great, no, no, great, no. It'd, be, it'd be a great season, but... You guys won a Super Bowl this century. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I'm with you on the Detroit Lions. You're right. I can't even think in any time in my lifetime that the Detroit Lions was in the playoffs. Never in my life have I known. The only thing I know that's relevant is that they got a new stadium over the years at Ford Field in Detroit. But, yes, I I would love the Detroit Lions to, to have that final spot. Not the Seahawks. I hate Pete Carroll. I he's I hate Pete Carroll. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Okay. Now going back to the AFC. And once again, I feel that this man may be the greatest coach. Maybe one of the greatest coaches of all time. But the Steelers. The Steelers are still in it. From last year when they had Aging Ben Roethlisberger, who couldn't throw downfield to save his life, and they still made the playoffs, to now they're at 500. And they've been switching between a rookie quarterback and Mitchell Trubisky, who was sent from friggin' Chicago. So now, out of the teams that are on the bubble, which are... Jacksonville, New England, Miami, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee. You can only take two. Well, actually, no. You can between Jaguars and Tennessee. It's got to be one or the other. So, let's go with the between the Jaguars and Tennessee. Who would you like to see? I would like to see the Jaguars. I, I'm sorry. The reason I would not want to see Tennessee in this because, oh my, I, I feel like the Tennessee Titans are just a boring team to go in there. Not that I have anything. I would love to go to Nashville, but just Tennessee just feels boring. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's something more for music than actual football. Now, and I agree with you. I would love for Jacksonville to go there just so they could show how bad of a coach Urban Meyer was on a football level. 
so he can make sure he never, ever, 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 ever gets another shot at an NFL coaching job for the rest of his life. Now, in regards to the final wild card spot, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I just want Mike Tomlin just to get in there. I just want him to get in there. Just get in there. That's it. Miami has Tua, who's been knocked in the head too many times. And the Patriots, it's Belichick. It's dirty. It's dirty Mac Jones. Have you seen this? Kid Champagne, you got to tell me what you think about this. Mac Jones, a quarterback, is being labeled as a dirty player. Why is he being labeled as a dirty player? He's on the he's on the Patriots, correct? Yes, he is on the Patriots. So that that might be like you know fifty percent of it. I let's just put it this way: I'm a true New Yorker, and like a lot of things in rivalry, I can't stand anything Boston or any of the New England. I I'm sorry. Kid Champagne has a dislike to New England. Um, as it's nothing personal to anyone who lives there or anything. It's nothing personal. Nothing personal at all. Except if you went to Crane Lake Camp. Then we can talk it personal. <laughs> so just for the record, Kid Champagne does not like your does not like your Bruins. Does not like your Patriots. Does not like your Reds. Socks. Excuse me. Not the Reds. Red Socks. Does not like them. At all. I will go to Fenway Park. Dressed in my Yankees uniform. Armed with a baseball bat. And be like, you want to come knock on me? I'll knock on you harder. (laughs) It is crazy over there. It is crazy over there. Okay, well, that is it. Speaking about knocking, and speaking about, you know, fans. So the fans, in regards to wrestling, are now on that magical road. You know what road I'm talking about, Kitchen? We're talking about the road to WrestleMania. Oh, yes, indeed. That's the road we're talking about. We're looking to get to the show of shows. The showcase of immortals. And let me tell you something of WrestleMania. I've been there twice. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. Moments happen at WrestleMania. Oh, they do. History gets made at WrestleMania. But also, history gets made at a show that starts the WrestleMania. History starts at the Royal Rumble. Uh, That that will be taking place at the end of this month, the 28th, over in good old San Antonio, Texas. Live at the Alamo Dome. Mm -hmm. And now, the thing is... They haven't started, they have not started pitching. Now, I mean, they pitched a couple matches here and there. But 
they haven't nobody's declared for the Royal Rumble yet. There right have now, been a couple have entered, I think, but we know some matches. Oh, you are right. We have uh, three people on SmackDown. Kofi Kingston, always a Royal Rumble mainstay. Santos Escobar, a new addition to the main roster. And the human highlight reel, Ricochet. Have declared. Now, that's nice that they declared, but his champagne. Let's be serious. Or any one of them winning the Royal Rumble. No, not at all. Okay. All right. As long as we're on the same page about that. I mean, there so could be. Can... We could have a surprise winner like we thought, like back in the, the, the Royal Rumble leading up to WrestleMania 27 in Atlanta. We had that surprise winner. Alberto Del Rio, which I am sorry. Ugh, that was a total waste. I am sorry. Albert, when Alberto Del Rio was in the WWE, I didn't like him. I didn't like him at all. Me either. I mean, he did win world titles. It did push him as a top guy. But I, I, he, he did, it didn't hit for me. I didn't really believe him as like a really top guy. Because I was about, like, if you're going to say waste of Royal Rumble winners, the number one that I think of is Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke is a great talent, but when he won, the, and he had a good series with AJ Styles, but he never won the big one. He was never world champion. And then as soon as his series was done with AJ Styles, except for a little thing that he had with Jinder Mahal in which some racist stuff was said, he went right on back to the mid-card. Let's have you hold the, the Intercontinental Championship, United States Championship. You know, you can just do that, do some tag team work with Cesaro. Have fun, Shinsuke. He will be in the Royal Rumble for sure. I'm sure he's going to be an entrance, but he will not win. He, he will not win. I, you know, that's one thing about the Royal Rumble. It's exciting. It's a battle royal. It's exciting. The rules of the Royal Rumble is simple. It's one, one, two men start, and either each another person enters every 90 seconds. To be eliminated, you have to go over the top rope. Your feet have to touch the ground. And what it is is... Both feet both. have to both feet have to touch the ground. Those are the rules of the Royal Rumble. And it's always great because it's just so much statistics. It's a numbers match. It always has been. Always was. There's just so much and I and I love Royal Rumble. It's one of my favorite events. I wanted the, and it's and in order for me to complete the cycle, I need to see a Royal Rumble live. Already in my life, I went to WrestleMania. I went to SummerSlam. You and I went to SummerSlam. Right. And you and I went to Survivor Series. Right. So the only big four left for us to complete. Well, you have two left to complete. And let's hope we yeah. can go to this one. Um, as we stated before, WrestleMania 40 next year in 2024 is going to be held in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at Lincoln Financial Field. 
But let's get back to this year's road to WrestleMania. So right now, in regards to the the shape of WWE, the big thing is the bloodline. It's Roman Reigns, our current reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Right. Also, we have our current reigning, defending, undisputed Raw and SmackDown tag team champions as part of the bloodline, the Usos. We have Solo Sokoa, a new addition to the group, kind of the enforcer. But the big thing is really regarding Sami Zayn. Seems that everybody's really getting behind Sami Zayn as part of the bloodline. Now, it will be interesting to see whether this is actually going to play a part in the WrestleMania main event. In regards to Sammy and the bloodline. Now, as we're talking about for who is going to be the opponent for Roman Reigns. Correct. Because I believe at the Royal Rumble, he will be face Roman Reigns will be facing Kevin Owens. Yes. Again. For the undisputed WWE Championship. And if we can see how things would go, I see Roman Reigns winning still. Yes. Going into WrestleMania. Because they've had this feud before and Reigns beat him multiple times. There's been so, so many rumors that's going around of who's going to gonna go in and win the Royal Rumble, who's gonna face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. There's been talks that The Rock is gonna face the Ro- Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I've heard those rumors. I'm on the fence, kind of just hanging out there. I'm like, I gotta see it to believe it. But I still wouldn't believe The Rock would just come in and decide, okay, I'm going to come in and beat up Roman Reigns. Why? Nobody knows. You know what would be a really good, a really good surprise opponent for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? The Hall of Famer. The Undertaker. Hold that. But that, that has already been done. It's already been done. And yes, Rome Reigns did beat him. But to do it again, that would be special. It's not like it would be the first time that they replayed a Roman Reigns versus somebody else match for WrestleMania. He's faced Brock Lesnar how many times? There, and he's faced Seth Rollins so many times. He has he, right. he's faced them all, but so, here's something I think there's also been this rumors, and maybe I maybe I can get on board with this one. Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble and faces Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I can see it. I can see it. I like it. Here's the one thing I need. I need Cody 
granted, his match against Seth Rollins, the Hell in the Cell match, was a very good match, and it was a big win because that was the he was the second or third time he beat Seth. But I need him, especially since Seth Rollins just got beat by Theory, so his stock's a little low. I need Rhodes to be like a Drew McIntyre. I need him to be a Bobby Lashley. I need him to be a big name going into that match so that you know he's legit. So just because just like how you were mentioning with Alberto Del Rio, even though he won the title, he never really seemed, you know, like the top guy. So I need like the thing that gets you to be the top guy is by beating the other top guys. That's the only way to to be the man. You got to beat the man. Exactly. And let me just say this. There's a great documentary on Peacock. The Ric Flair documentary. I watch it. It has really interesting. Some things with Ric Flair. I mean, let me just tell you. He was one, he was one of the greatest. We're talking about the limousine riding. Jet flying. Wheeling dealing son of a gun. Yes, sir. The Nate Henceforth that, you know... And let's face it, prime time. We had fun in Farmingdale as the Four Horsemen, named after his one group back in the day. Maybe one day we'll share our Four Horsemen stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe one day on a on a different podcast, but not for today. How and and that's the thing: to be the man, you gotta beat the man. So in order to be the top guy, you gotta beat the top guys along the way. You can't just come up and be like, oh, I won the Royal Rumble. Now I'm just going to face Roman Reigns and hope to win, you know, on some, you know, it just, it doesn't seem, doesn't seem that, and like, you got to remember, Cody Rose has a history in WWE as Stardust, as Dashing Cody Rhodes. Um, even as rookie Cody Rhodes. So it's going to take some things to kind of knock that off. And even with the American Nightmare, you know, rebranding of Cody Rhodes, even when he was in AEW, he wasn't, he was a top guy, but he could be beaten. It wasn't like he was this indestructible force that just ran through everybody. So even with his American Nightmare rebranding, where it came from as the American Nightmare, still, like, I still wouldn't see Cody from AEW beating Roman Reigns. That is true. Now, one thing is that in WWE and all wrestling, there are, like, these big top men that, you know, couldn't be beat until you beat them to prove it. And in that club, Roman Reigns is in that club, along with some Hulk Hogan, The Rock, yep. Stone Cold Steve yep. Austin. Um, we, I'm going to put this out there, too. Mick Foley is in that as well. This is true. Shawn Michaels. Now, here's something I'm going to speaking of Shawn Michaels. 
one thing I love about, and this is, I'm going back to the Royal Rumble. One thing I love about Royal Rumble is those surprise entrants. And I have a hunch that one of those surprise entrants is going to be the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Oh, bald Shawn Michaels? I mean... Let's face I it. Mean, I, I... Well, where do you think the Royal Rumble is? What do you think his hometown you right. is? You are right. It is in San Antonio. And you know San Antonio loves them some HBK. Here's what I would say. I would agree with you that Roman Reigns is on a different tier. But it's also the rain itself. Um, no pun intended. Because the rain that he's held these belts is past the year. So when you get to year territory, it takes something monumental to knock that person off the pedestal. What I'm thinking of is, think when Warrior beat Hogan. Warrior was undefeated. Warrior was at destroying everything. Warrior was Goldberg before Goldberg. So that was one. I'm thinking the CM Punk reign that lasted a year. It took Rock coming back from Hollywood to beat him. That is true. I'm like, I'm, like it's gonna take some. It's gotta be a like. I can see Cody Rose as a as as that thing. If if and I mean like it could still work if he had come back, won the Royal Rumble out of nowhere, and then just went on to face Roman Reigns, and like he had no history in WWE whatsoever. I can see it like that. He does have the wins against Seth Rollins, which does boost his cred a bit. But I, like I said, if he wins the Royal Rumble, I need to see him face somebody big and knock them down. And then I can be like, let's go, Cody. Let's go, Cody. Let's see if you're going to be the one to end the year long reign of Roman reigns. I can see that. And we'll all we'll see how everything plays out in the Royal Rumble. Now here are some it's gonna be big. It's gonna be an intense. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. Now here are some entrants that I'm hoping that I kind of feel that will enter himself. Austin Theory's gonna enter the Royal Rumble. So will Seth Rollins. Um so will the members of the Alpha Academy. Okay. Um, Nakamura is going to... There's going to be like some old-time entrants, I think, and old-timers that are going to come in. I don't know who. I think one of them could be Shawn Michaels. Oh, AJ Styles will also be in the mix. Well, me, and also I can think RKO could be in the mix. Edge? I think AJ got injured. Mm. I think he broke his ankle. 
because I think there was a tweet a tweet of him saying that he broke his ankle and this is going to be the longest he's been out like ever as a wrestler. So unfortunately, I do not think Styles will be on the road to WrestleMania. However, I can see Judgment Day. Yes, and Rey Mysterio. And Rey Mysterio being there, yes. I can see them being there. I can see one thing that could happen inside that ring at the Royal Rumble with Dominic and Rey Mysterio in there at the same time. That's going to happen. That's going to, yep, it's definitely going to happen. That is going to be, I hope they make that match. I hope they make that match for WrestleMania. Dom versus Rey. Because, and I'll give it credit, before Dominic joined the Judgment Day, I couldn't care less about him. I was like, he's just Rey Mysterio's son. He's getting a free ride just because of the fact that he's Rey Mysterio's son. But Dominic has taken his heel role and he has ramped it up. Ramped it up. Granted, it is kind of on the fact of the fact that he's Rey Mysterio's son. So, like, the things that are doing look even worse than what they're supposed to be. Like, him showing up at Christmas and the holidays and, you know, doing this stuff to, with his with his, with his his family and everything. It's, it's, it's some dastardly heel stuff, which would make this. And they've been building up, building it up. Hey, hit me, Dad. Hit me in the face. Ray never does it. Ray walks away. Ray leaves the brand to go somewhere else. To go to SmackDown, he still can't escape his son. That they did a really good job with this because if that's a WrestleMania match, people are going to want to see that match. That could be one match to list, and there there is another listing match that we've been getting a hint for. John Cena made his return at SmackDown, the final episode of SmackDown of the year two thousand twenty two, making a hint that he will be back at WrestleMania. Facing Logan Paul. Ooh. Let's face it. There's one thing. John Cena is also in that too. He held on for over a year. The title. Yes. He has multiple wow. title reigns. That's and, the problem with John Cena. He has multiple title reigns. So it's kind of like, oh, it's just one of those title reigns that just happened the last year. It was like, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, John's just going to take this ball and hold on to it for now. And once we get somebody, we'll kind of like, you know, we'll let them know. We'll, we'll, we'll have John drop it. Still here? Still. Yeah, and that's one thing that's going to, it's going to happen. We'll see for John Cena. I mean, right now he's tied with Ric Flair. For the 16-time world champion. Oh, yeah. I do keep remembering that. And but I just don't see it happening with Roman no, Reigns. No, no. It's not going to be Reigns. No. No way. No way. No way. It's not going to be Reigns. He's had two shots at Reigns. But here's a, a, a match that is... Um, going to be interesting at the Royal Rumble that has Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight in a Mountain Dew pitch black match. Well, it's going to be a very interesting. It's going to be a cinematic one. It's going to be like a lot of 
I can see a lot of spooky stuff happening, especially with the addition of Uncle Howdy and Alexa Bliss is starting to get affected by you know, Uncle Howdy or Bray Wyatt. So I can see that slowly but surely, um, you know, everybody's going to be found out. But this is going to be one of those matches that's going to help with the, regarding that. So it should be a very interesting match. Uh, be LA Knight's first pay-per-view as far as I know. Which is really good to see the former Eli Drake on a WWE pay-per-view. It's going to be very interesting. Um, and still more to come. Now the women's Royal Rumble match only got one entrance so far. Liv Morgan. Mm, I can see... Raquel winning that. I can see Raquel winning that, going on to WrestleMania and beating, uh, I believe it's Charlotte now, because Charlotte came back, beat Ronda Rousey. Uh, so I can see Raquel winning that, going on to WrestleMania, getting her moment, beating, beating the, 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 the queen. Do we see Rousey coming back into the Royal Rumble? Probably. I think she does have a contract to come back to the Royal Rumble. She'll enter that. So will um, Becky Lynch. Lynch will be there. Um, One will not be there. The boss, Sasha Banks, who has just recently just... We saw her debut at New Japan Pro Wrestling, which... Is the number two promotion in the world, and 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 hats off to her for because you gotta remember it was I forgot how long ago it was when Sasha and Naomi just dropped the women's tag team titles and left the company. So hats off to Sasha for getting into the number two promotion in the world. And, you know, starting anew in regards to wrestling. I mean, maybe we see a Naomi sighting at the Women's Royal Rumble. It is possible. And I know, like, there's some unpredictable because with the Women's Royal Rumble, I just don't know how much of the talents that they had. So they've got to fill, fill it up. I do see it could possibly be a surprise entrant. Trish Stratus. Mm-hmm. Lita. Yeah. They'll probably have Molly Holly come on back. Melina come on back. Maybe Beth will come on back. Beth too. Phoenix might come back on for one. Kelly Kelly, Summer Ray, Cameron, Alicia Fox. Yeah, there's a number of names that can. Maybe the Bellas come back as well. It's yeah, a, a possibility. But I can see I see Raquel coming out of there. As the winner, getting her main roster, her first main roster accolade. It's gonna be. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm really excited for the Royal Rumble and under the creative talent of Triple H. I'm hoping this is gonna be a good one, and I hope Triple H stays with the creative talent, and someone yes, doesn't mixes yes. it because you know what I'm about to say next. Prime time. Yes, yes, the the boss is back. 
That's the boss is back, and the boss who I'm saying is, which just been heard shocking news that came out yesterday. Um, Vince McMahon has returned to WWE as executive chairman um, after being after retiring back last year around March due to allegations of non-disclosure agreements towards um, some employees. He has been back. But I'm going to be saying this. He hasn't. He didn't really truly left WWE. You never can. You never can. Vince is WWE. This is WWE is Vince. You can't separate the two. Well, not only, like, not only that he did separate this, he was, you know, he was the leading shareholder. And even though that he stepped away, he never sold his shares. And that's exactly why they say he's back to to basically facilitate the selling of the company. That's exactly why they said he's back and he's not there to do anything else. And hopefully it will stay that way because we seem like a refreshing in regards to WWE, in regards to how they're doing things, in regards to matches, in regards to stars that are being promoted, in regards to stars returning back. WWE so hopefully Vince is just there to sell his shares and then officially officially retire and just be in the background but being in the background does not sound like Vincent Kennedy McMahon no it doesn't so and you know this was his creation And there was, and I'm going to be putting this back here, and this is Vince McMahon. There was an old time, let's go back to 2002 and what he did. He said, you know, when like the whole storyline with Flair being 50-50 partner, he goes and says he's going to kill it. But he says, no, I, Vince McMahon, this is my creation. And I, if I, if anything that he created, that he's going to kill it. He will inject WWE with a lethal dose of poison, which was the NWO. Yes, I remember that promo. And now, for what I can say, is that Vince McMahon is like, if I'm retiring and this is how it is, I can't go this way. I'm going to go out my way that he pictured it. So that's why he's back. I'm not. Sh- I mean, I think that he still has the same rela- good relationship with Stephanie and Triple H. I don't know, but I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to secure the media rights, so that way he can gear up and sell his shares the way that he wants to sell them. And let's just put this in respects to Vince McMahon. Whatever, you know, everyone makes mistakes. He made a... (laughs) I mean, with a lot of good that he did, there was a lot of bad. As much as I can say, the only thing is that he has to be smart. But in the end of it all, Vince McMahon is going to do what he wants. Yep. Because he has that power. And he got back in his power just because of his shares, and that's what he's going to do. 
He's more about increasing his share of revenue to sell out. And that's what it is. But in the end of it all, we'll look back to the future and we'll, hope we'll shape up for what Royal Rumble is going to be. Not only that we can see that in the future, but <coughs> WWE is also launching, which I didn't think it was going to because I thought they were going to do something different with WWE uh, Money in the Bank. But it's going to be uh, being held at the O2 Arena in London. And there's been also been there's also been rumors, and I hope this is true that WWE is going to do is bring back the WWE King in the Ring pay per view as a pay per view. That would be nice. It would definitely give it some credibility, which it has lost entirely with the last two King of the Ring winners. Well, let's face it. How many successful King of the Rings have there been? Well, actually, there have been a few. I'm about to say there was Bret Hart, there was Austin, there was Triple H, there was Angle, there was Edge. There and was Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Um, Edge, Angle. I'm trying to think. I mean, granted, yes... Those were like seven good ones, but on the same hand, I can say, well, there was King Mabel, there was Billy Gunn, there was Corbin, sadly, there was Woods, so you got some duds with some stuff. Um, we just, we're having technical difficulties right now. We'll be right back. Okay, sorry about that. We are back. And with everything that's been going on with the road to WrestleMania, we are going to be continuing. We have some exciting things that I want to do on this podcast that we'll be talking about going through the road to WrestleMania. Right now, our focus will be the completion, the prepping of Royal Rumble. But then I'm we will have a special episode, primetime, you and I, we're going to be talking about some of the greatest WrestleMania matches, and we also have the time we will talk down of our top 10 WrestleManias. And all leading up, it's going to be a fun for the road to WrestleMania. Don't you agree, Primetime? Oh, absolutely. This will be a great time to look back on past WrestleManias and the spectacle that create that created what it is now. Like, basically, all the other matches, all the other shows that took place prior that created what it is now for WrestleMania and why it's such a big deal. These are the matches. These are the moments. And we're going to be going over all of those, letting you know what our favorites are leading up to the show of shows. And we are hoping that this could be done for WrestleMania, I hope that you can join me because I have a surprise for all of you. That will be done later, right before WrestleMania. Or do you want to know right now, prime time? Oh no! Oh no! 
we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave that up for the next time for our loyal viewers to hear what this lovely surprise will be for the road to WrestleMania. And also for this, we will know the outcome of the seedings of all for the playoffs. It will all be decided. This is the last week of the NFL season. And coming to you next, we will have our predictions of who's going to go to the Super Bowl. I think we know that who we want to go to the Super Bowl. We're, oh, yes, we we're divided on this. <laughs> oh, yes, we do. We definitely do. Um, but we will be making our truthful predictions in regards to who will actually be hoisting the Lombardi Trophy this year. And, our, and, and, and based off of our MLB predictions, we'll be pretty close. If not, knock it right on the head. We will be pretty close, indeed. Until next time, I am Kid Champagne. And this is Prime Time. And you've been listening to... Electrifying... R-K-O. Have, no, have a good night, everyone. Kid Champagne okay. and Prime Time, signing off.